I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome to a double dose. Got two uh, podcasts this week. We're making up for last week. There was a bit of uh, a scheduling snafu. What's the age of someone that uses the word snafu? Like, did I just turn 49? Snafu. Uh, for the new listeners of the podcast, this won't make sense because you just started downloading, and thank you, because uh, generally the podcast comes out on Wednesdays on iTunes and, and tsn.ca and such, and um, for those who subscribe to it, um, it might just, sometimes it appears late Tuesday night, uh, but most times it's Wednesday, uh, and again, for those that have logged in to iTunes and rated the podcast, the Cabby Presents podcast, or submitted a comment, your feedback is awesome. Uh, please continue to do so. It gives us an idea of uh, if you're digging these conversations and uh, and uh, and the athletes that I've convinced to step out of their comfort zone and, and discuss a bunch of nonsense uh, like we do uh, on the Cabbie Presents podcast. So uh, thank you to all those who have done that. Much, much, much appreciated. And um, I'm rolling solo today. So it's only my voice that will annoy you and your earbuds in your earbuds while you're at school or you're listening to it on your computer at work or, you know, you're you know, that dude at the gym or you're on that road trip with your buddies. Um, so I'll, I'll try to speak at minimal amounts so that my guest uh, can fill you with a lot of infor- and information and entertainment. And I believe this one will have a high amount of both. And now, a man who recently created the highlight of his career joins us on the phone. If it's going to be an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. To borrow an expression from an advertising campaign from the NBA from a couple of years ago, um, where amazing happens... In the NHL playoffs, sometimes it's the role players that create these amazing moments. And on the phone, Joel Ward of the Washington Capitals, who was responsible for an amazing moment in Game 7 versus the Boston Bruins only a few uh, a short while ago, joins me on the podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Hey, um, so you were supposed to be a part of the conversation um, we had the other day with uh, with Brooks Like, but you were unable unable to join us on the. Why were you unable to join us? <laughs> yeah, I had a little uh, I had a little uh, visit to the dentist. Let's just say so I had a crown that kind of popped out, and 
Uh, I had to get that repaired for before the game, so that was. I apologize for that. But I'm here today. No, 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 no. That's fine. But wait a second. You had a crown that you can't just <laughs> crowns just don't pop out of your mouth, dude. What happened? It popped. It just cracked. It just cracked. I don't know what happened. Like just during the game, I, I don't know if it was just a hit or something. I just it was a tenth crown that I had in there, and um, you know, it just kind of cracked, and then I kind of kept it moving. And next, you know, to the game, it was. Uh, it was pretty much popped out of my mouth, so it was just cracked, so I had to get that fixed up. So while you were playing in the game, were you messing with it with your tongue? Because, you know, if there's, like, anything in your mouth, like a cut, like I hate it when yeah. I bite the inside of my cheek, your, your tongue is always messing. So while you were playing, were you messing with that broken crown? Yeah, I think I was just messing with it. I don't really recall what exactly happened. I just remember kind of messing around with it with my tongue, and then next thing you know, I knew it was kind of popped off a piece of it was just on my tongue and then I kind of just realized I had to get this fixed as soon as I can. Were you in any, any kind of pain or no? No, no no pain at all. It was just annoying, that's all. Even if you were in pain, you probably wouldn't admit it because that's how tough you hockey dudes are. <laughs> I've, I've gained an, I've gained a new appreciation for you dudes. I had uh, Wayne Simmons on the podcast a, a couple yeah. of weeks ago and I asked dude about take like uh, uh, in one weekend he took a puck to the face. <laughs> my guy, yeah, yeah, I scored a goal. <laughs> He, uh, he he had a he had four stitches in the face, four in the nose. Then at the in, intermission, he did the interview where he's bleed. His face is bleeding. He's doing the interview, and then the next day he got into a fight. So like you guys, your your ilk is man. That's you guys are very tough dudes. Are, are you um how how many bumps and bruises have you accumulated so far oh, this year? Man. Uh, this year, actually, I've actually knock on wood. Actually, I had a pretty good year for injury-wise, but I mean, this usually you always get the the knees and the uh, the shoulders is a big. I've kind of had a shoulders uh, surgery a while back, and um, a couple of knees and uh, ankles, and so you're always you got some bumps and bruises, man. Especially if you're whether you're taking punches or blocking shots or high sticks or whatever it is, you you know, I definitely have a few scars on my face for sure. You guys are you guys are in the trenches. So like so, a couple of days ago. I went to see a movie with my boy Ari, and um, and I don't know if you okay. And so like so like famously or infamously, yeah. black people we talk during movies. Like that's during kind movies, of yeah. that, that's kind of the stereotype. I generally do not, but I found myself. We went to see the movie The Raid Redemption, which uh -huh. is a badass like action movie. It's basically. Yeah. Have you seen the previews for it? I just kind of—I remember I heard it kind of caught reviews, and then I was in the film festival, I, I believe it was. I remember it's like the like the Crouching Tiger kind of type of movie. Yeah, well, it, it's not so much in the fantasy realm, but it's certainly martial arts based. It's like the the movie is like a video game. It's basically it's like it's like you're the cops. Like the SWAT team comes in to the drug compound, and they have to uh -huh. get to the top of the building to get to the drug lord. And it's just—it's like ninety-five minutes of just just ass kicking it's 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 okay. unbelievable so i'm talking during the movie because i'm freaking out at all these stunts certain ways that that people die do you find yourself talking in the movie joel oh man I, you know what i'm not but we had a i don't know if it's that stereotype of black people always yapping in the movies and what is the horrors. we had a story with um I was with the movie with Jeff Halpern and Matt Hendricks on my team. We had to go see the uh, the Chronicles. You know, the three kids get the oh they, yeah, the you know, powers the, and they can move. Yeah, they can yeah, move yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we're all sitting in the row, and at the end of the line, we're helping with sitting next to him was like five or six kids. Of course, they had to be black folks. <laughs> but during the movie, <laughs> during the movie though. They're yapping on about you know this part that part. So Halpy's always looking at. He's looking over at me like. 
come on, man. Tell your people to go over there to calm down. Like you're the There's one responsible like for them. people in the theater. So, yeah. I mean, he was giving me a hard time. I said, what do you want me to do, man? There are a couple of kids, high school kids, watching the movie. But he, he was all over me for about a day and a half. But why are you guys always yapping in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Chris Rock had a Chris Rock had a really funny joke. I think it was in uh, his first HBO special, which was um, not bigger and blacker. It was oh, bring the pain. I think it was in that one where he talked about black people like you know shooting in the movie theater, like that kind of nonsense. So, so if I ever see a movie with Jeff Halpern, I'll make sure and just keep my mouth closed. Yeah, he was all over me, man, for about a day or so. Hey, did you see, um, okay, now, like, I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if you're a big uh, music video watcher. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know, I know you live in the United States, so I think they play music videos on MTV, too, but most, most people yeah, just yeah. watch it on their computers or on their phones. But yeah. have you seen the Nicki Minaj Starships video? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, like, th this is the first time she's really unleashed the beast. And by the and by the beast, I mean her backside. Like yes. it's in it full 1080p on the on the YouTube screen. When I saw that, I was like, "Wow!" Like I knew that she had she she had some curves. Oh come but, on, man! It's all every time she wins the awards, she's always tight tights or something going on. I know, but 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 Joel, like the curves are like like the side of a mountain my dude like the curves are like a thoroughbred like whatever whatever like secretariat was like that's the kind of that's a level of thoroughbredness that we're dealing with here have you so so okay so so the question to you is yeah. when, in in your preference of women okay mm -hmm. do you like how big are the curves that you that you enjoyed, and and we're continuing on this kind of stereotypical discussion. We'll get off it very soon. But as far yeah. as the voluptuousness of a woman yeah. goes, what do you prefer? Um, I'm feeling that video. I really like that video. Um, there's a lot of females that really have a nice shape. I just like that round, nice shape. Okay. Buffy the Body is one. Um, so everybody looked that up. BuffyTheBody.com. My brother got a picture with her. I think at Caravan a few years ago. Which Buff I'm still jealous too. Buffy the body. Oh, did, wait. Is it? Does she have like? Remember like Melissa Ford? She was called like yeah. Little X, or called her like Supergirl or Super Chick or something. Cause she yeah, had yeah, yeah, yeah. her curves were out of this world. Is it? Yeah. Is, is Buffy the body compared to Melissa Ford? Well, Buffy the body is just it's just big. Yeah, it just you just want to just see it and touch it. I I don't even know how to describe it. It's just round. Um, it's just good shape, volume to it. Volume, Dougie. That, like you, you're talking, you're talking like, like metric, like <laughs> you're talking hectares with Buffy the Body, my dude. Like you, you have to, like that is you. You are. You gotta going look on it up, man. Buffy the Body, ie BuffyTheBody.com. You gotta look it up, <laughs> dude. I just, I just saw a picture. I just saw a picture, and that is that kind of real estate takes days to explore. Oh man, it's just—I don't know what it is. But I just, you know, I just would like to just see it. Okay, so I, injections or not, I don't know if it's real, fake, or what. Um, but hey, mentor. So okay, so Buffy the body, she's on the board. Check mark. Nicki yep. Minaj also on the board. Check mark. Yeah. I have a list of some other women. You let me mm -hmm. know. We'll go. We'll go. Uh, um, we'll go check mark or. Uh, or a no check mark. All right. Okay. Beyonce. Check mark. Ciara. 
Check mark. Jessica Beale. Uh, I don't know what her, her backside's like. She, she there was a what was the movie? There was an Adam Sandler movie uh, with um, Kevin uh, Kevin James. They were playing firefighters and they pretended they were gay. Oh, the, 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 uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they become the, their, yeah. There was that one shot where she's changing and you see it from the you see the profile. We're like, whoa. Jessica well, let Beale. me. I gotta do that that clip. I know the movie though. I okay. know who she is. I just don't remember the backside. Okay, so now, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So now, I got a few more. I got a few more ladies that are a little smaller. Uh, yep. Megan Fox. Uh, this is only the body. Consider oh, only yeah. the body, not the face. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Megan Fox. Check mark. Yeah, yeah. Mila Kunitz. Uh, is that the one from the '70s show? Yeah. Um, only the body. Only okay, <laughs> but she's like she's super small. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying she's like as small as like a ten year old boy, but she's pretty uh-huh. small. Okay, I'm gonna go no, no check mark. But uh, she looks good though. Um, uh, Alicia Keys. Yeah, yes, check mark. And, like and finally, uh, Kim Kardashian. Uh. uh no, without the drama, just her straight body. I, I gotta give it to her. I, you know, obviously I don't like all the gossip and all the drama, but by her herself, I gotta give it to her. She looks good. <laughs> I've seen her in real life, and she's like out of this world. She's really oh, no, beautiful. She's short, right? I don't. No, she was like, well, she's like five six. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I saw her. I saw her with. Uh, it was a long time ago. I saw her with Reggie Bush, and she was wearing heels. So actually. I, I can't actually say how you know how tall she'd yeah. be in wearing a pair of shell tops or something, but uh-huh. she seemed to be kind of normal height. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, uh, yeah, she she looks good, man. She's oh man, I don't yeah. So okay, here here's a question for you. I know like yep. I know you play in, and, and I'm gonna get to this like playing in Washington in a little bit, but if you like you know if you gained a lot of visibility, then that gives you access to. A world with with women with a lot of visibility, with mm-hmm. all the swirl around a Kardashian. Or so here, would you would you ever date or like go out pursue a, a, a young lady that was like famous? Uh, not to that extent, man. Like not like not like the Kardashians. That's just too much for me, man. And I think whoever dates them and all those dudes, they, they you know their life is just ruined. Humphrey, she's just taking a beating now. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't test any of those or like the basketball wives type of girls or anything like that. That's just too much. Maybe someone low key, you know, maybe uh, like a low key artist or something would be cool to to check. But other than that, no, that's that's too much on the board. Okay, speaking of which, you you spent um, uh, what three years in Nashville? Yeah, yeah, three years in Nashville. So okay, so I mean, Nashville has got to be. I mean, Nashville, Tennessee is. Like outside of Los Angeles, it's like the music hub of of the United States. Uh-huh. And and, and uh, a few weeks back, as I mentioned, I had Wayne Simmons on the podcast. I had PK yeah. Subban on the podcast, and they and they shared uh, experiences about uh, the kind of music they were forced to listen to while they played junior hockey. And a lot of it was country music. Now, be that as you had you played in uh, in Nashville. Uh, yeah. For several years, what kind of music were you subjected to? Oh, well, you mean you got it right there? It's country music, man. Uh, especially in the locker room, I had 
Suter, who's been there forever, played country music. He had it on the CM, the country music channel on TV. I mean, he owned the place. I, I had no say, man. I was I was outnumbered, let's just say that. <laughs> In many country, different ways. Yeah, country music was big, obviously, man. The guy's like, Wade Belak was a heavy metal. He was all over the place, but he was a heavy metal guy, then he'd switch it up to house techno. But he had Metallica going or some crazy death metal stuff. <laughs> uh, and of course, nobody's going to touch the uh, touch the radio when when, when Belak was around. So he kind of did his thing. But uh, I mean, all sorts of different. Not too many hip hop guys or uh, reggae guys or anything like that. But um, you know, obviously, rock and country took over in Nashville so, in the locker room. So were there any? Are are there any uh, artists or songs that have made it onto your iPod? No, absolutely. I try. I mean, the guys that take me down to uh, Tootsie's and the stage <laughs> in Nashville. Wait, Tootsie's <laughs> is the name of a place, the name of a bar? <laughs> yeah, across the street, world famous Tootsie's. Man, next time you're in Nashville, you got to check it out. It's right across the street from the arena. Okay, so you've been. Um, so, okay, so yeah, keep going, Tootsie's. Yeah. So it was. That's. So it's just honky tonk country. Um, I guess a lot of big artists started there, um, had their big starts there at these bars, and I just couldn't do it, man. I couldn't grasp it. It was just the country was just too slow for me, man. And you know, I I tried to to accept going to the to come to the bars, a couple of bars, and and, and events. We had a Garth Brooks concert though. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, as a team, so that was pretty cool. We had a, a personalized uh, Garth Brooks came in and did it. Uh, that was pretty cool. But wait, uh, wait, wait, so Garth Brooks came to perform for the team? Yeah, he did actually. Um, my second year there, we we had a he has a foundation, Garth Brooks Foundation, and if everybody on the team pledges, uh, he does a a personal uh, uh, concert for the team and like for the organization a little bit. So that was that was cool, man. It was a one on one personal. I'm telling some stories. Um, so that would have been, uh, you know, that was, that was actually a pretty cool event that I thought was, uh, which I hadn't, I knew some of the songs just from hearing it from the locker room, but I didn't really know the whole stories of some of them. And so that was pretty cool. So wait, so, so, okay, wait. So Garth Brooks comes to what? Does he, does he play at the arena or, or No, some... no, he came at, he, well, he had a concert at the arena that we went to, but the personal, the low, uh, smaller event that we had was, uh, we're at Tin Roof, Tin Roof 2 and, uh, in Franklin or in Brentwood, in so, Tennessee. So that so he 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 played a mixture of music and he yeah, told he played, stories. He played his he played his songs, um, and uh, he kind of stopped in between, just kind of pulled up a, a bar stool and with the guitar, and uh, we got a chance to take some photos. And he was just playing songs, man. It was actually pretty cool. And then he telling some stories, and I believe he's in tour in uh, in Vegas now, and with his daughter. I think that's a that's an artist too that she's trying to make it big now I guess and so he's been trying to help her spend time with her and all sorts of little things so it was it was cool. Please tell us a Garth Brooks story. What did he, what did he say to you? <laughs> oh man, now you put me on the spot. Um, what did he say? Um, he, he talked about more. He talked about I guess a little bit on the road. Um, I guess he performed uh, what's the one uh, his big song like the lightning one. I don't know what it's called lightning. I don't know either, dude. You're, okay, I'm sorry, my bad. So, so, somebody well, you know, listening, somebody me. listening to this right now will know exactly, <laughs> exactly the song you're referring to, and they'll, and they'll be like, "Those guys are friggin' idiots." 
Like this is the this is one of the biggest songs ever recorded you know in what? history. That's, that's actually embarrassing, man. I'm actually kind of embarrassed. Let me switch topics. I'm done. Okay, fine. We'll I'm save done. we'll save the we'll save the Garth Brooks uh, chatter uh, for another time. So um, I know that you know being playing in the U.S. Uh, ESPN is the sports like leader, is the giant there, and I'm mm-hmm. sure and there's been a ton of coverage about Amari Stoudemire. Um, mm-hmm. Breaking, you know, uh, the glass of a fire extinguisher in frustration yeah. after a loss to the Heat in Game Two. What is? And he injured himself. He had to get surgery and is potentially out for the r- remainder of the first round. However many games that lasts. So my question to you is: What's the dumbest way that you've injured yourself? Oh man, uh, I, I broke my ankle when I was younger. Just. Celebrating after goal in practice, like pure wedding and nonsense. <laughs> what are you really, dude? Yeah, man, it was. I blamed it on my parents for not tying my skates too tight, but I was messing around after practice and like scored a goal and tried like a triple axle nonsense and, and broke. Next, you know, went to the hospital, broke. I was in a cast for eight weeks or whatever it was. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> That was definitely one that uh, I, was, I was trying to keep that one quiet for a long time. Who uh, who gave you more crap for it, your coach or your parents? Oh, my mom's. <laughs> your mom? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, she wasn't happy about that. You know, <laughs> what a waste of money, this, that, you know. Oh, man, she was. Wh- where's your mom from? Uh, originally from Barbados. Barbados. So was she just killing you with the patois? Was she just, Joe? <laughs> She, uh, yeah, she, yeah, she gave me the tongue first and the accent, and then you know, she let me, she let me have it more so because it was just a waste of time and money and all that nonsense and me fooling around. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, so now, now another question is, so that's the dumbest way you've injured yourself. What's the dumbest yeah. way you've seen a teammate injure themselves? Uh, oh, I caught this one the other day from the trainer. He, we were going to actually. It's pretty funny you asked that because we're doing we're going over the same thing. Um, there was a dude on our team. I can't even tell his name. The story's so bad. But he got injured in his pregame nap. He he uh, hurt his shoulder and his groin. What? Two two different guys. One guy hurt his groin somehow in his pregame nap. <laughs> uh, and, what, what was her name? Oh man, I could not believe. It. I still don't believe this story, but the trainers swore to death on it. And then actually, Brooks like not to sell him out, but it was actually pretty funny. Uh, injured his shoulder in his pregame nap too, rolling over. Get what do you mean? So wait, they they weren't able, were not able to play because I of didn't these. Play the game? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What, what was was Brooks like trying to plank, and he was like sleeping on the the friggin' balcony, and he fell off the I balcony. Don't know. And knowing Brooks, he's a health freak. Like, who knows what he was doing? I, he said he rolled over, and I'm like, you're lying to me, Brooks. But he said, yeah, he said he hurt his shoulder, and I guess he might have missed some game time. You're going to check up on that. He told me that one the other day, and I, I, I couldn't even listen to the whole story. I was laughing. Wait, okay, but get back to the dude who, bro- who injured his groin. groin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he was a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> like a guy that played like with Washington or with Nashville? Oh, man, I, I can't even tell you the guy's name. That's too that's bad. But, yeah, he was a goalie for our team. And he got hurt. Uh, he got hurt rolling over or something. It tweaked his groin. I don't know. True story. 
Yeah, I'm, not, maybe, I'm missing a word or two or what exactly happened, but it's a true story that the trainer was telling me the other day because um, we are going over the exact same question you just asked. I, I just wonder if his uh, if his pregame nap was in a strip club. Like, that's that's where my <laughs> mind goes with it because how else are you injuring uh-huh. your guard? Oh, man, yeah, he had me in tears. I was on the floor rolling. I could not believe it. And then he swore to me. He even showed me the reports on his, uh, on his, on his list. Oh, my gosh. That's really funny. Yeah. That's right. Does, does that do? Does that player now have a nickname because of it, or or no? <laughs> no, man. He just I wanted to leave them alone. We got we got to find a nickname for that guy. <laughs> Call him Blue. Uh, so uh, so okay. So you're so you're like right in the middle of the NHL playoffs right now. And uh, yeah. when, when was the last time you got paid? <laughs> last time I got April fifteenth, I think. Okay, April. So, so like, so, and then, how much have you spent on tickets since your last paycheck? No, I'm not buying tickets this playoffs. You're I'm, done. I'm, I'm not. I'm not happening this year. I'm not <laughs> doing it. <laughs> so nobody. So, so anybody listening who knows you, do not text yeah. you. Do not try to leave you do an not, email or, or a, yeah. a voice note on BBM uh, to get tickets from Nothing. you. It's a recession. <laughs> it's a recession, dude. It's not 08 anymore or or 09. Your your game is very healthy. Oh man, no, I just man, everybody's like, I just I don't have that many tickets for everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody and and you offer tickets and people complain where they're at. You oh, know what I mean? Uh, ungrateful bastards. Are you serious? Oh, man, like just sit in the seat and eat the popcorn and have a good time. You know? Yeah, no doubt. Everyone's, Everyone's looking for. I'm touching the glass. You want to be right behind Ovi. I, I can't provide all that. So no <laughs> much. How do? You, how much? Okay. Who? Who do you think? Who do you think spends the most on your team on playoff uh, tickets? Well, we had a dude uh, from Boston. Um, he was called up to the Keith Coin. He just got a call up for the last uh, half of the season, and so he had. A, he's originally from Boston, so we went there. And yeah, that's not cool, man. Uh, I think he had a vote. He might have had about eight to ten tickets and playoff prices. You know how they jack them up. Of course. So wait, eight so, to ten tickets per game, or or for one yeah, game in Boston. I think the one game he almost made his dad pay the last. He couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't take it. So I think the last game he was just like, man, after this, like I just can't deal with this anymore. Uh, he's like just telling people to buy. They got to buy their own. That, that it does get expensive. I think uh, we had uh, earlier. Uh, Lucic was talking about just the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh um, yeah, what were those costing? I think he, I think he spent seventeen G's on. <laughs> yeah, like I think just that round for like he's from Vancouver, so the games that yeah. they played in Vancouver, um, I guess they would have played four games there. I think it was like seventeen G's that he dropped. So, oh, like man. four G's a game just on. Oh, that's just gross. No man, like I, yeah, I'm still. I'm still from Scarborough, man, so I'm not supporting everybody <laughs> like that. <laughs> so for those people that are listening, Scarborough has come up several times in conversations. Uh, Scarborough came up with Wayne Simmons. Uh, Scarborough came up with, uh, I think PK mentioned Scarborough, um, uh-huh. and uh, Scarborough is just a part of of Toronto, which is just has a lot of character. It's a little, it's a little, it's the grimiest 
one of the grimier parts of the city. But people that are from Scarborough, Ontario, have a yeah. they wear that like a badge of honor. And I'll say yeah. that about people from the borough of Scars or Scarlem or whatever you Scarberia, however you want to call it. Yeah, all three is fine. Actually, my co-host uh, Neil Scott, who comes on from time to time, he's also from Scarborough. So he came up once. Actually, we met some some girls from Scarborough a couple oh, yeah? of, a couple of months ago, and then they were like. So, and then Neil's like, oh, I'm from Scarborough. So then they kind of backtracked, like, oh, yeah, well, we're from, like, the nice part of Scarborough, like, by the bluffs. So, like, they didn't, like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's funny how the, their tune kind of changed when someone yeah. else is from there. And they don't want to be embarrassed about saying, you know, they're from, uh, yeah, from Scarborough. Nobody says that anymore. Yeah. So, okay. So take us, okay, so, like, give us, paint the picture Give us, like, mm-hmm. this is Joel, Joel Ward's, like, HBO 24-7. Paint the picture. Mm-hmm. It's it's game seven. It's uh, it's overtime. You score you, uh, on the rebound. You score. You, you, are, you are celebrating like you're seven years old. It's the biggest goal yeah. of your career. Everybody. So as you're being jumped on by your teammates, how yeah. many F-bombs do you think you heard in that span of oh, 45 seconds? I think 18. Top of my head. I might have said about ten of them myself. <laughs> just actually, just pure joy. Um, yeah, I know that. I know that hockey dudes, and and this is only because I've, I'm a big fan of HBO twenty four seven. There, one yeah. one one big expression that they they like to drop is uh, is fucking rights. That's that's the one <laughs> that they that's the one that they say. So did you yeah did you hear that a few times? Um. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I've heard that one a few times. It was just a lot of F-bombs. I, you know, I, I don't know what. There was just a lot going on. It was hard to even think at the time, man, but that's definitely a popular uh, hockey phrase for sure. So, okay, now, okay, the game's over, and you guys are walking into back to the dressing room. You're on this mm-hmm. emotional high, and you get in, you sit down, you start, you know, taking off the tape. Or or do you guys start getting undressed immediately, or does uh, Dale Hunter come in, and, he, and then he says something to you guys? No, he didn't say nothing. It was just a lot of, uh, you know, it was just a lot of us just sitting around, like, high-fiving and hugging guys. And we were on cloud nine there for a few minutes. It was a good feeling, man. It was it was a good team team moment for sure. And and how many, and I presumably your battery in your phone died that night because of all the, because your inbox, your, your BBM chats were in the upper 80s. You must have just gotten like a million text messages. What, what, when you went to your phone and you looked at, I mean, I know you're a Blackberry guy, so you're looking at that red light flashing, and then you punch, yeah. you, you push the button on your screen, and then it lights up, and then it tells you how many messages you have. Do you remember what that number was? I had like 105 text messages. Wow. That is, that's amazing. Yeah. Just from everybody. I mean, like, people I didn't even know. Somehow, like people I went to kindergarten with, it was just random. Just all like, these, all these people, all these numbers that you didn't like even have on your phone—they're just phone numbers. And then these messages yeah. saying congratulations and, or whatever. Yeah, and you know how you get phone number people text you, you don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. So you get that awkward like, how do you respond? So you just say thanks. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. And then just keep it moving. But it was like a lot of people, a lot of friends, um, family, of course. It was—I had all teammates, coaches. Um, it was just a lot, man. It was just a lot, and it was it was an unbelievable feeling. I didn't really, ex- you know, I didn't realize the extent of it, you know. And and when you put it in, you're kind of like, okay, we won. Let's keep, you know. And then when you go to your phone and you see all these messages, it was crazy. That now, do you, who was the first person that? I'm sure your phone rang a bunch of times, 
and uh-huh. you know it took you I don't know how long maybe like 30 minutes or 45 minutes to go finally walk to the bus and then you can have you know have that conversation who did you actually speak to first uh my brother Julian he was the first guy that I talked to um he was uh you know he's a, he was he was pretty excited so I thought I'd give him a call. I know he was watching it for sure, and my other brother, too. But the first one was my other brother, Julian, that I talked to first, and just to kind of go over it. And, and you know, it was oh, everybody was getting messages. Both my brothers are getting calls. and They were getting messages on your behalf. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was cool. It was cool to see them, uh, I guess, live the, the highlight for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Anyways. Now and and like you have this, you're in this this afterglow, this euphoria. I I, I mentioned, I texted you, and I was like, hey man, just enjoy, enjoy mm-hmm. the night and enjoy the afterglow. And like, and so this is such an amazing moment. And then when did you start to hear about the aftermath with the Boston fans? Oh man, um, Halpern again came up to me on the plane. Was like, uh, you know, just give me a heads up of there's been some like racist tweets and on blogs or what have you. Um, been going around, so just give you a heads up, and he kind of apologized for for me to go through that. Um, not to say he had anything to do with it, but he just kind of felt bad that I had to maybe uh, go through some of this. So I didn't even realize what happened because we're on the plane, obviously no reception. So until I got home, uh, I just kind of checked the computers to see what he was talking about. And I was like, oh man. So then I kind of just saw a couple of uh, tweets from people, and uh, you know, some some people were saying some pretty cruel cool things. So. But it is what it is, you know. We ended up winning the game, and that was—I mean, it didn't take away the, the joy for sure. I mean, it was disappointing to see, but uh, you know, again, it is what it is. People are gonna—people are pretty cool, and it is. And you know, what can you do? It's always like—I mean, growing up in—I mean, we grew up in Canada, we grew up in Toronto, mm-hmm. and and like, I, I don't know what your experience has been like, but like, it's all—it always sucks, kind of, for those who are minorities in a society. To always have to be, you know, they always tell to be the bigger man or like, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta turn the other cheek. But sometimes that yeah. that it hurts, man. Like it sometimes it it stings when, I mean, you had like th- like I don't know what the number was, but you had uh-huh. hundreds of these really yeah. horrible people <laughs> spewing all this horrible thing. And did did it sting? Like when you first got to your computer and you're like. All right. Well, let me just see what he's talking about. And like, yeah. did it sting to see the volume of these kind of messages, or or what was actually being said about you? Um, you know, I didn't see the amount, um, but uh, you know, I it didn't really. You know what? For me, it didn't really sting. I, I think it's just I've seen some of them, but I'm like, I, deep down inside, I know what I signed up for. I'm black guy playing a predominantly white sport, and. You're just gonna have haters. It just—it's it, just that's just life. Race is just a, a topic. I say a lot of people don't want to, uh, you know, challenge or talk about, but you know, they always have questions about it, but don't want to kind of deal to the solution itself. And I just feel like it's—I kind of know what I'm dealing with a, a bit. I mean, for me, if anything, it was—it was a good eye opener, I think, for people and and for my uh, teammates to see. Just I was just trying to do the same thing what everyone else is trying to do. It was just score a goal. And it just so happened that I got in trouble with it because of the color of my skin. And so that, I mean, for me, it's it's good for my teammates, everybody to know that it, it kind of, you know, exists. And I think a lot of people were in awe, but I wasn't, I was shocked to see, but I wasn't, deep down, I wasn't really that surprised, I guess you can say. 
there was a blog and I can't I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but I retweeted it and it, they it, they had like I don't know 50 or 80 of these mm-hmm. Twitter users and they had cuz the the word the n word was trending because yeah. because so many people were using it and it just spiked the activity see on Twitter for something to trend there has to be a spike in the keyword and yeah. uh when they they told me that when I went to Twitter so this huh. word spiked so they, it became a trending topic um, and and since you know since people were reading this site like all these users deleted their accounts like absolute cowards um, uh-huh. and but it was it was just so shocking like in 2012 you know you play in a city where the you know the leader of the free world is a black man and yeah. you know you play hockey you know and like but we're not we're not past this yet it's to me I, I was so sad man and like and I know I know that it was di- all that vitriol was directed towards you. But it's yeah. kind of, you know, but we kind of all carry it, too, because, yeah. you know, we're all like, you know, we're all just trying to make it in, in a world where we're not, we don't have like, you know, we're not the predominant guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and uh, it sucked. And, and I'm sure it was horrible for you. Did, did, did you, um, did your parents talk to you about it? Yeah, my mother, I mean, she, my mother, she doesn't know how to say Twitter, so she had no idea what was going on. I mean... Until, uh, you know, she kind of finally, the story obviously came out and everything, and she was, she kind of got it. And, you know, she's the same way as me. We're just, we're low-key. She understands, it's like we've been dealing with stuff, and she's been dealing with issues, you know, ever since she came to Canada. And it's just, it is what it is. It's part race will always be there. Um, you know, you try to limit as much as you can, but it'll always be there. And it's just be a part of, of who we are in society. And it's a shame, but. What can you do? But, I mean, she, you know, she was more excited about me getting the goal and getting the opportunity to, to help the team win, you know, because she knew that this year was kind of an up-and-down year for me. So, you know, she was more thrilled the fact that I scored, and, and you know, now she can brag to her buddies at work and all that. <laughs> nice. Last question on this. How did you um, how did you resist the urge to retweet some of this stuff just to, just to show – the world or people who follow you on Twitter, just how nasty it got. Like, yeah, did, did it, it was, cross your mind? Uh, yeah, it did. It did. It crossed my mind for a split second, but and then I just said, "What's the point? What's that going to do?" I mean, you almost don't want to give them the gratification of 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 being noticed like that of, of people that are writing these messages. Um, you know, it it just definitely. Uh, I just took a different approach of. You know, let it be. It is what it is, and you can't control. I mean, a lot of people are asking me, should should the Bruins apologize? Or No, I'm not asking for, you know, what can they do? You can't control everybody, you know? So, I mean, people are going to write what they can, and especially with the new, you know, type of media like that, of of the emails. And, you know, people can say whatever they want behind. It's They're a bigger person behind the screen. So, you know, it is what it is. You're a classy dude. Um, One, uh, uh, last, was it last year? The uh, another team that plays in your area, the Baltimore Ravens, when they're in the playoffs, I saw yeah. Joe Flacco rock a T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, uh, ball so hard, University. I yeah. think. Um, I think that Charles, Charles Suggs. He he started the line. I think. And yeah. um, do you guys have anything like that where all the guys on the team have like a T-shirt they might wear on their equipment, but some kind of slogan that bands you guys together? Uh, you know what? No, we we don't actually have anything like that this year. No slogan. No. 
Um, usually I had in the past in Nashville. There's always something we kind of use during training camp and toward the for the whole year. But no, this year we haven't. We just, uh, you know, we had this couple of <laughs> speeches that are pretty funny. Just you don't understand what he's saying, but you know, you just rally behind him. And, <laughs> are you talking about Ovechkin? Yeah. So wait, wait Ovech- Ovechkin gives team speeches and that are kind of garbledy? Like you don't really well, know what he's saying? Get them going, you know, because this is broken English, so guys will be teasing. Like, yeah, you got to say something. You got to say something. So it's just funny to hear him speak. Uh, give, give us an example of, of what Ovechkin might say to you guys. Uh... Wait, but you gotta, wait, but Joel, you have to say it like Ovechkin and his accent. No, no, I, I can't say, man. You got, you got to listen to the guy. He's hilarious. But um, what did he, he said one time? Like he kept going on and on and on, like you know, like let's go, guys, devote games. And he just, I don't know where he just said, "We got to rip, we got to rip my ass." <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I couldn't, to this day, nobody can get it, what it was. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> what exactly does that mean? I don't know, man. It was, it was, man, it was so funny, but I don't know if he's just like, we got to go there and kick ass. <laughs> it was just, just, the guys were on the flight. It was just comical, you know. Like he was trying to, he was trying to get the troops going. He just said something like "rip my ass," and the boys just kind of. <laughs> that should be on the t-shirt, Joel. <laughs> "Rip my ass" should be on the t-shirt. Rip my ass. It was, it wait, was so wait, Ovechkin said that at the beginning of the year in training camp, where he said that. When, when was his speech? He uh, he kind of just. He, he, I've heard him say it a couple times where. He knows it gets the guys funny, like so. I mean, he knows it gets the guys laughing, so he'll just throw it in his little, his little speech. But it, uh, dude, he's hilarious. He said it um, like midway through the year. He probably said it a couple of times. Just, <laughs> uh, dude. dude, that is the rally cry. Rip my ass. Yeah, he's yeah. I was like, what does that mean? What, what does that mean? Okay, I know, I know you, I know. Uh, yeah, that's that's a weird, weird note to end on. I know, I know you have to get going because you have some stuff to do today. Uh, yeah. But last thing is, um, uh, have you have you checked out Paulina Gretzky's Twitter feed or Instagram feed? No, I haven't. Um, now, my follow up question to that is, what the hell are you waiting for? <laughs> I haven't, man. I haven't. I, I, I haven't got on the feed that much, man. Once in a while. Well, listen. Uh, Give me a heads up. What am I looking for? Um, you're looking for awesomeness. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're looking for a, a young lady that has a good time. And for one of those uh, trips from the bus to the plane, uh-huh. um, when you have a few moments of downtime, I just, yeah, Polina Gretzky. At, uh, at Polina Gretzky. Or if you have an iPhone. Uh, I, I hear in- some of the guys are following her, I think, right? Yeah, they should they, yeah, probably. I'm I sure. mean, there are dudes that follow her, yes, and I'm sure there are yeah. some dudes who have more access to her than others. Okay. And, for, and for those dudes who have legit access to Paulina, uh, you you should probably run in those circles because I'm sure she her circles are are, uh, okay. are, are, are are as delicious or as uh, as nice as what you might see at Tootsie's. Uh, oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Well, listen, man. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. Um, Thank you, boss. And uh, if if it's in the cards that you have another uh, historic and amazing moment, hopefully it's yeah. not marred by anything. It we 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 can all celebrate uh, in jubilee, and because you're you're a great guy, and and uh, you've worked hard to get there. So we wish you much luck in the playoffs, my dude. All right, man. I appreciate the love, man. See, 
If I was conducting that interview on television, I don't think I would have gotten that nugget about Alexander Ovechkin's prowess as a public speaker. Rip my ass. Perhaps if the Washington Capitals win the Stanley Cup and and they get to visit the White House, one of President Barack Obama's speechwriters, or even the president himself, can slide Ovechkin an iPad with a how-to make a proper speech video loaded up for him or or give him like a quick five-minute tutorial. However, that was unbelievably amazing to learn that little nugget. And uh, as a t-shirt idea, rip my ass is brilliant. And I'm going to, I'm going to make a concerted effort to have a few of them made with some, with some design options. I'm going to send them to the capitals and, uh, and maybe that'll help them in their journey uh, to ultimate hockey glory. You can follow Joel Ward on Twitter at jrandallward42. That's at J-R-A-N-D-A-L-W-A-R-D-42. At jrandallward42. Um, and uh, on the TV side, this week on Cavi Presents, uh, Canadian Olympic diver Alex Depati shows me a couple of, uh, couple of things in the pool. Um, I'm going to say that's a viewer discretion is advised segment. So please, if you're watching on TSN um, or if you're going to watch online, uh, keep that in mind. This is a viewer discretion advised episode of Cabby Presents Friday on SportsCenter. If you miss a segment, you can always go to tsn.ca slash Cabby Presents to see all of uh, the pieces that, uh, that I've done. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'm Cabby. And I'm gone. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.